beautiful people of the universe. Welcome back to Shine Brighter with Liz. I'm your host, Elizabeth Danielle Pujadas, and if this is your first time listening to this podcast, I want to say welcome. This is a podcast on personal growth and lifestyle development. We are currently on season two. In season two, I am interviewing people that I find to be lighthouses, light sources in this world. With that being said, I'm so excited to introduce today's lighthouse, my beautiful guest, Felice Ramirez. She's a series regular on ABC's upcoming drama series, Grand Hotel, with Eva Longoria as an executive producer. The show premieres June 17th, so don't miss it. She was raised in San Antonio by two loving parents and is the second oldest of eight kids. Prior to landing her ABC break, Felice attended St. Francis College in Brooklyn on a full academic scholarship for women's D1 volleyball. She majored in film and broadcasting. Without further ado, you guys, this is my episode with Felice. All right, we are recording. Thank you so much for being on my show. I can't wait to have a conversation with you. Thanks, Liz. It's really, really awesome to be on your podcast. Um, I love the message of the podcast, and it's really cool to be a part of it. Absolutely. All right, let's dig right deep into it. All right, the first question I want to ask you is the same question I ask most of my guests that when they come on the show is, let's start from the beginning, because I want to, I want to know what were okay. you like as a child? Um, what did you want to be when you grew up? And what has been your journey from childhood to where you are now? Well, uh, when I was a child, oh gosh, so I was in, I lived in San Antonio. I grew up in San Antonio, Texas. My parents come from Mexican, Mexican parents. They lived in uh, the north of Mexico and then moved to Laredo, which is about 25, 30 minutes from Mexico. So I grew up in South Texas. It was really hot. That's what I remember <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, but I, I loved my dad uh, was a producer when I was younger. When I was five years old, he asked if I wanted to audition for one of his commercials. And he did um, a lot of advertising uh, for JCPenney. He did for US Army, for Coca uh, Pepsi. And so all these things I, I auditioned for. And I got my first job in front of the camera at five years old for uh, Paragon Cable, the Spanish yeah. commercial for Paragon Cable. And uh, I literally had to sit on a beanbag and look at a TV that was fizzled out, the black and white fuzz. And I just had to ask, Mommy, ¿dónde está papi? <laughs> oh, he's at, at his friend's house watching cable. ¿Por qué? ¿Por qué? you know something like that and um it was that was my first experience in front of the camera because of my dad yeah I knew as a kid that I wanted to uh I wanted to be in front of the camera um I'm one of eight kids that's wow. a fun fact and my oldest brother is named Rafael he's two years older than me and all of us are about two years apart from the same parents um, and so it was really crazy growing up with, you know, being the second mom of the family because I don't remember my mom not being pregnant when I was a kid. That was, that was my understanding of my mom. Even when I was up until high school, I remember after number five, Emily, I was in, I think I was maybe a sophomore in high school and she sat us down at our table of 10 seats, this really big wooden table. Um, and we all sat down, she, she told us, um, you know, we have some news for you guys. I'm pregnant again, 
with number six. Oh my God. And I started crying <laughs> because I was so frustrated. And I ran to my room and I locked the door and I just cried for hours because I didn't want to take care of another kid. Yeah. I, was so, I was so upset. And then, uh, you know, and then Miguel was born. And then she had two more after that. And oh my God. I had to accept it. I just had to accept it. So, <laughs> I love all my I love all my siblings. They're all amazing. I have four brothers and three sisters. They're um, you know they're all really special to me. And when I was a kid, um, you know, I had one dream, and it was I wanted to be on TV. I mean, I was on TV a couple of times with my dad. You know, I remember some childhood memories as a kid. My my parents they would go to these weekly church meetings, uh, cursillos. It was a group of uh, friends of theirs who would come together. They would do skits, um, you know, Bible studies and things like that. And they would make little skits based off of a message from the Bible or a story from the Bible. And my mom would use the kids as little as her little actors. And she would direct us on stage and we'd go on stage and go up in front of the, in front of probably 30, 40 adults, and we would just do this, play this skit on stage. So I think that was my first training yeah. as an actor. Um, it was a great childhood. I'm, I just love my childhood. I, I remember so many things, uh, you know, from like rollerblading in the park in near San Pedro, uh, in downtown San Antonio. Uh, we would, you know, go to go rollerblading. We would go bike riding. I, you know, one of the craziest, uh, coolest things of my childhood probably was when we, you know, low income, you know, uh, really low income from to start, you know, with my family, it was always a struggle financially. And we would go in through the neighborhoods and pick up cans, smash the cans and pick them up and, and sell them to make money. Wow. And that was like a, a that was a, a, a thing, you know, a family event that I would have with my mom and with my sisters and brothers. And we would, I would just be so fun to, to get it, to see a can that wasn't already smashed and we, it would be full and we would just smash it with our foot and we'd throw it in the, in the bag and be like, get this whole bag of, of cans and we'd sell them. And we, wow. that was like a, 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 a really vivid memory of mine. And it's like, okay, that, you know, now, you know, to this day, it feels really cool to have that memory. Yeah. Wow. That's so beautiful. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. So let's go into this question. What is the lesson that has taken you the longest to learn? The lesson. Um, so I think, I think the, the lesson that's taken me the longest to learn is trust myself, mm. trust my talent and trust my qualities. Uh, I've always struggled with that. And I think when I got to high school, I had, um, you know, just the high school insecurities and I always wanted to be an actress, but maybe I didn't have this or maybe I didn't have that. You know, I moved to New York and then I stayed there after college. And I think New York is where I really understood. I had some acting teachers that I really respected and, they, their whole class was centered around identity and understanding your identity and taking ownership of who you are. And I love that message. And 
it's a message that I feel even to this day, I struggle with trusting myself, you know, because when you get, when I would get, you know, some feedback here and there, I would start dissecting it Mm -hmm. way too much. And that's just me wanting to be, you know, my perfectionist side, you know, just wanting to make sure that I, I get things right when, when at the end of the day, is there really a right? I mean, so that's probably the biggest learning, you know, experience I've had is, is trusting myself. Right. And I love that so much because like sometimes that shows up in my life too, where I've had friends, like I shared this with you before we started recording, where I'll have moments where I'm like, am I supposed to be in Miami? Am I supposed to be in New York? And if I'm in Miami, I'm like, I'm missing opportunities in New York. And I had a friend one time. Yeah. I had a friend one time. She was like, Liz, I feel like you don't trust that you'll get it done. Like you're such a go-getter. You're so this, like, why don't you trust yourself? And it was like the first time somebody told me that. And I was like, oh, wow. I should trust myself. Like, I know I'm going to get it done. I know I'm going to put my 100% into this. So I just got to trust myself and trust that I'm in the right place. And I can't be every place at once. And just knowing that what's for me is going to be for me. But I love that you talked about that. Because I, I, I think I even struggle with that today. Like, you know, I, I still have moments where it's like, am I ever going to make, am I, you know what I mean? Like all those questions, but it's like, just really trusting in the fact that you said your talents, your, what you bring to the table, who you are. Right. And let's be honest, the fear of missing out, not being in the right place is so real. It's like, okay, if I go on a vacation, I feel like I'm not going to be here when the call happens, you know? And, and at the end of the day, you know, I have some really great friends, support groups and family who will tell me, live your, live your life, you know, let, let the universe bring it to you. Let, you know, you as soon as I, I trust that things start unfolding. So, yeah. Yeah. And I love that you say that because that's kind of how, and I've talked about it in the podcast before. It was like, I've kind of been like, I'm okay being in Miami because I do trust the fact that I will still do the work, right? Like, obviously I know I'm, I'm in New York right now. I'm taking a month to just be here and to work, but I like being in Miami because I can experience my partner. We can go out, we can, you know, we can go have a drink, have a glass of wine and, and have dinner and do fun things where it's like here in New York, sometimes I'll just only be at my grandma's house and I'll stop hanging out with friends or I'll stop doing these things. So I think it's like, I remind myself every day when I wake up, it's like, okay, how can I be a human first? How am I a human first? And then an actress second. That's just my job. Like, you know, those things. Right. Yeah. Awesome. So let's talk about this. What are some of the best habits that you're proud of and that you think that others could benefit from? Well, I love, uh, I love exercising. Um, I played college volleyball. Um, and that's, that's a big part of my life is sports. Um, growing up in South Texas, that is a big part of a lot of the lifestyle there is playing sports, growing up in you know middle school and high school and playing sports. And um, I just love, I love just breaking a sweat and getting that adrenaline going. And the, the, the feeling that you get afterwards where you're just tired and exhausted and you've exerted yourself to the, pushed yourself to the limit. Um, and, uh, it makes me feel so happy after and it's real, you know, it's it's science, right? It's science. And, and, um, that's a habit that I, I love that I, you know, 
it used to be, it used to be um, a weird feeling that I, I didn't like working out and I had to, I had to really push myself. But the thing was, I wasn't, when I was feeling that way, I think it came from me just feeling like I had to get on the treadmill and that's the only type of workout I could do. But now that I've gotten older, I've started to dip into different types of workouts, um, like circuit trainings, TRX stuff, or um, I've done Pilates, I've done yoga, I've done you know just running on the beach or beach volleyball, and all these types of workouts. I've done Muay Thai. Um, they all are workouts, you know? And at first I was like, oh, I need to just run. That's, you know, just that burning calories and that stuff. And that, that wasn't enjoyable, but I found a really healthy way to, to keep it in my lifestyle. And it just keeps me going. You know, some days, like if I don't work out, I feel, I don't feel like I did. I, I don't feel like I can have a day sometimes. So it's like, uh, so it's, I, I like that it's a habit of mine that I, I think I'm balancing well. And um, another habit that I really like is, uh, and you know, I talk about this with my boyfriend a lot, um, but we have, we make gratitude lists. Uh, I have a notebook, we both have our own notebooks and we sometimes will go on the beach and we'll write uh, watching the sunset and we'll just write a list of everything we're grateful for. Um, he actually has in her bathroom um, a, like some brown paper on a, on the wall and he writes every day what he's grateful for. Mm. Um, of course I'm on there like 20 times. <laughs> but, <laughs> As but, it should be. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, but it's super, it's super refreshing to even see that even though it's not, you know, I, I read them, you know, it's just little lists every day and it's, he writes them really small and I can read everything that he writes and it reminds me to be grateful. And we, talk about that being a habit for our relationship and for our lives and you know he's an entrepreneur so um we both really need to stick to something healthy like that so i love that habit that we have i i love that so much yeah and gratitude is a big one especially like i, I do the same I, I just started this journal it's called start today or start mm -hmm start today journal it's by Rachel mm -hmm. Hollis and um she makes you do five things that you're grateful for every day and I just love it because it kind of sometimes I'll think like okay what what am I grateful for right and I don't want to write the same thing I'm grateful for yesterday but I, I try to get creative like what am I actually grateful for and sometimes I'll just think of even like the simplest things where it's like I'm in my grandma's house and yeah you know, I thank God I'm 15 minutes from the city, right? Like I'm not 30 minutes, I'm 15 minutes. I, you know, she's letting me be in her space. I have money to buy really healthy food. I can afford to go take a class. I work from home. Like things that it's just like, wow, I used to pray for these things or some of these things I didn't have to pray for. Like they were just blessings. And it's like, so I think that there's so much things that we can always be grateful for. So I love that you brought that up. Okay. Definitely. I can't wait to ask you this because if I was a listener, these would be the questions I would be burning to ask you. So we're going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So you are living the dream right now. You're a series regular on an ABC show. You're representing Latinos and you're working with Eva Longoria. Like that is the dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> what has that process been like? Well, um, it has been very overwhelming. It has been very overwhelming in the best way, in the best way. Um, like you said, it, it's been a dream of mine um, since I was a kid. Uh, I mean, 
when I got that call, uh, I got that, I got the call. It was, so Grand Hotel was a pilot, um, uh, a year ago and that's when I auditioned for it. Um, I got the call in New York and the same day I got the call cause my call was super last minute. Um, I had auditioned for it three times with, I auditioned for two different characters and I auditioned three times. And then, um, 18 days later, it was a Friday night and I said, Oh, I didn't get a call. You know, this is the last week of pilot season before everyone starts shooting. Um, so I just started planning my next week and I started calling people up be like, Hey, I want to do this video. Do you want to start recording next week? I have a story, a uh, storyline, things like that. So I started working on stuff in New York myself and then I was still playing volleyball at the time and my, my uh, friends of mine wanted to do a volleyball tournament on the weekend. So we were going to go actually to Long Island to play in a volleyball tournament um, that Saturday. And it was about a two hour uh, drive to Long Island. And I went to um, uh, Friday night. We, the team that we set up got a email back and the tournament coordinator said that they had to cancel the tournament because there wasn't enough uh, players. So that was the Friday night um, in March last year. And so we're like, oh, you know, the tournament's canceled. That sucks. We'll just stay in and we'll, you know, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hang out on the weekend or whatever. So Saturday comes around and I wake up at like 11 o'clock, like super late and, you know, start my day off slow and my phone rings and it's my agent and uh they caught um i'm talking to my to monica and she's like did you have you talked to your manager yet have you talked to your manager and i'm like no she's like oh my gosh okay um we need to we need to get you to abc like in two hours because they haven't booked this character yet and we need to get you there as soon as possible because they want to see you again and this was a Saturday morning. <laughs> it was like 10 30 to 11. And I was like, okay, um, 18 days later, by the way. So I was like, okay, yeah, definitely. She's like, and I had just taken some classes. So I was feeling really good about myself. I was really, you know, like feeling, feeling awesome. And she was like, uh, they're going to give you notes, get ready, get your stuff done. So I, I, I'm like, oh my gosh, like what if we were in Long Island? I mean, all these what ifs, like, oh my God, like it would have been crazy if I wasn't here. Um, but I went into like, I got dressed, like I, you know, put on my makeup, did everything. I got on the train as fast as I could from Brooklyn to uh, Upper West Side in a- at ABC. And um, I got in there and the, um, the, the security guy, nobody was in the, in the building. And the security guy was like, oh, fine, you fine. I got there like 15 minutes late, but it was okay because they told me so last minute. And he was like, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm late, blah, blah, blah. He's like, it's okay. Like, I can finally go home now. And I'm like, oh, am I the last one? And he's like, no, honey, you're the only one here. I was waiting. I'm literally at work on a Saturday to let you in, to let you in. Now I can go home. I was like, okay. So I go upstairs to the audition room. And normally it's, it has about 15, 20 people in the waiting room. It was, the lights were out. It was pitch black. And Marcy Phillips, the casting director who I was working with, she was in her office and there was just her light 
in her office was lighting her up and you could just see her little shadow in the in like all the way at the end of the hallway and she's like hey Felice like good to see you again it's so dark in this room but it's like crazy I'm like what is going on here like, this is not a normal audition feeling you know and um and mind you this is the fourth time I've gone in for this show so I um so I, I, I walk in, we go into the room and she, it's just her and a reader. Uh, so we get into the room. We are, and this is stuff I've auditioned. I've, I've, I've had this material in the previous audition, but I, I don't have any of the scripts anymore because I've thrown them out. Right. Um, and so she, she was like, Do you, I have a copy for you. Don't worry. Well, we're just going to run through this before we tape. So we started running through it. And, um, and I, it, it was just the weirdest thing. I, it just felt like we were in my, you know, in my apartment, like tape, self-taping. And it was like, she's like helping me run through it. And then we went through, uh, there was three scenes and we went through the first one. And um, she was like, that's great. Let's do it again just to get variety. And then we went through a second time. Then we third, fourth, fifth, sixth. That was so good. Let's just do one more just for fun. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is fun. Like, let's do it. So we went, we were there for an hour and we just taped and taped and taped and I left and she goes, if I, if you don't get this, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> She's like, this is, this is it. Like I've done all I can. And I'm like, I love you, Marcy. Um, and so I walk out of there. It's kind of, it's, it's, uh, it's in March. It's like spring kind of cool outside and, and a little drizzly. And I called, um, and then my manager called me cause they said, call me as soon as you get out of the uh, out of ABC. So I'm like, yeah, um, I just got out and they go, okay. And they start. And I, and I told them, I said, okay, so after, you know, I'm a little confused, you know, am I going to have a screen test or, you know, after like, what's going on? And they're like, oh honey, that was your screen test. And there's no time for that. You, they're all, everybody's already in Miami for the, for the pilot. I was, this like that weekend was when everyone was supposed to get there so they were like oh there's no screen test you either get the job or you don't in the next couple of hours and you'll and and yeah so so just be ready like just just answer your phone at all moments and just just talk through it with us you didn't get the job yet but they're talking about you know you have to sign these contracts we like should we get you a lawyer should we this and that and oh and it was like it was just so crazy i just walked out of the of the office and i couldn't even think i was like okay so um they sent me the contracts but you didn't get the job police so you know right. relax a little bit so i had a roommate at the time her name's marina she's a best friend of mine who i played volleyball with in college and she's not in the industry at all she's a she's in finance and so she doesn't understand this world she's from bulgaria she's eastern european and i told her that i was signing all these contracts because i had to do that first and she goes why are they making you sign all these contracts you know you should get the job first this isn't fair i'm like marina shut up okay <laughs> I, I, I can't have you stressing me out more than i help i'm already stressed um so she was with me the whole time stressing out more than i was uh, we couldn't fall, we, we couldn't sleep. We couldn't do anything. So we went to go uh, to the liquor store. We bought a bottle of wine, <laughs> and we were just we. I was like, okay, what what wine looks good? We bought a wine. We like drank the wine. We kind of got a little tipsy that night, and then of course I you know finally got to sleep. Still don't have an answer. I still and and my agent's texting me. He's like, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. It's like 
10 p.m. I'm like, okay, I'll go to sleep. Okay, sure. Yeah. So um, uh, I wake up. It's a Sunday morning. And I, I woke up at like 6.30, of course, because yeah, I can't freaking sleep. So um, I'm like, you know what? I need to go to church. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, I go every now and then. Um, and, you know, so I, I, I walked to church in, in the morning. It was like, <laughs> I went to, and, and you know what? I said, um, if I, I actually didn't even look at what time church was, I had woken up like 15 minutes before the service started. So I actually got to church on time, which was really wow. cool. I didn't even plan that. I just woke up and like, was like, I need to go. So I got there. I just, I was at in church and I just was like really taking in this morning. It was like a really beautiful spring morning. It was cold, but the sun was out and I was like, cr- like I was crying at church. I was like, you know what? I'm just, I feel good. I feel really good. And, um, and uh, I walk out of there. I, I go to breakfast at, the, at a coffee shop in Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Heights, and I'm walking back home. And um, you know, for for New Yorkers who you know who knew, who know New York and what it's like to live there, I have like I had like ten different jobs at the time. Like I was like babysitting. I was teaching volleyball. I was shoe modeling. I was like doing all these crazy things, commercial auditions, print auditions, you know, the story. I mean, you know what it's like. So, um, that son, after I'd gone to church, I said, you know what, I'm going to do everything the way that I would do it on a normal Sunday. Because one thing I learned throughout this whole experience was that, um, I can't put my eggs in one basket and I can't like invest my energy into this. If I, if it's not there, so if it comes, it's going to come, it's going to come to me and, and I'm going to let it happen if it does, but I'm not going to like be thinking about it so much. I can't, it's, it's too much energy. So I started getting ready to go to my morning uh, work, um, childcare service. So I, I watched kids at a, at a church in Park Slope, uh, from 1030 to 1230. And I would get paid to, to watch these kids. And I did it for like seven years. So these kids are like my family. And I do it with one of my best friends. Um, I did it with one of my best friends. And so it's like a really family feeling, you know, working with them. So I get on the subway and I'm like going to, uh, going to church to, to watch the kids. And um, I'm like about to get out of the subway and my phone rings. And it's Monica, my manager. And I'm like, my my gut just drops. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And I can't answer because I'm on the subway. So I had to wait for like a whole two minutes, <laughs> which was like, felt like an yeah. eternity. I got out. I like skipped all the stairs to jump up. I was in Grand Army Plaza in the morning and, um, I, I called her back and she put my agent jet on the, on the phone. So they were both on the phone and I was listening to them. They're like, okay, Felice, um, all right. So, you know, you know, it's been like a crazy weekend and, and they're talking so monotone. So right now I'm just like, what's going on? Come on. Like, just tell me something. And they're like, okay, well, we really just wanted to tell you that we're so proud of you that you got the job. Like you are going to Miami. Um, they wanted you as Carolina. And I just started crying and I was like, Oh my God, that feeling was just so amazing. Um, I just like, I was like, what is going on? And they, and, uh, and so I'm like pacing back and forth, but I'm also walking to work. 
And so I told them, I said, um, okay, I'm just, should I just go tell what's, what's next? What's on the, what's on the to-do list now? Do I tell my boss, like, I can't work today. And they're like, what? You're not at home. Go, go home now and pack your bag because I can't believe you're not home right now. The car is going to be there in like an hour to take you to the airport. You have to be there tonight for cast dinner for Eva's cast dinner. And I'm oh like, my God. okay, I'm sorry. I just like, I, I, they're like, I can't believe you're, you're not home. Um, it's like, I had to work this morning. So I had to run. Uh, so I got off the phone with them. And the first thing I did was call my dad. Um, uh, and you know, he's been the biggest supporter in my, uh, in my career. And I called him and he's, he's not really, it really, he never really got excited for any of the things that I did, not because he wasn't, but just because he's not that personality. But when I told him, like, I got, you know, Bobby, I got the job. And he's like, he started yelling. And I was just like, oh my God, this is the best freaking feeling of my life. And um, so I walked, I walked to the church and um, I, I was crying, you know, I was like, Kama, my best friend, one of my best friends who I worked with, I was like, Kama, I just got the job. And then I told my, my boss, who's a friend of mine too, I was like, Maggie, like, I can't work today. I'm sorry, but I just have to, I'm flying to Miami in like an hour. I need to go home. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And, um, and she was like, just go. Like everyone was just like, get out of here, get out of here, go. So I took it, I called an Uber and I like Ubered back home, like a 15 minute Uber. And I called Marina, my roommate. And I was like, Marina, I just got the job. I don't have a suitcase. I need to borrow your suitcase. <laughs> uh, she's like, oh my God, I'm coming. She's like, she was already home. I, I got home. I just threw all of my best clothes in a bag. I didn't know what, and, and my manager, my agent was like, Felice, don't even worry about packing because you can get everything in Miami. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Like good advice, you know, cause I didn't have time to pack. So I just showered, uh, I showered and then I just threw everything in a, in a suitcase. And then by the time I was done with that, it, it was like a, maybe a 45 minute deal at home and my car was waiting for me outside. And I took, and then I was like, paid, like I was in the car, just like telling all my jobs, like reaching out to every single job I had, like my, the coach that I work with for volleyball, the, the everything. I was like, guys, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be there for like <laughs> this whole month. Uh, and so everyone was like so happy for me because they all knew I, I was, you know, working hard as an actress. Right. And um, I got longest plane ride of my life. I got into Miami, pulled up in the, to the Fountain Blue where we shot the pilot. And I, the first people I met were the producer and uh, the writer of the show, Brian Tannen and Ben Spector. And they never met me before. And they also were just, they were really excited to meet me. And they were looking at me, you know, saying, we've never booked somebody off of a tape before, like wow. without seeing them. So they were just like, we're just really excited. But, you know, we also just have never met you. So we're just kind of, you know, taking this all in. So, um, and then I, they were like, we'll get you your room really fast. Can you be ready in like 10 minutes? Because we have to go to the cast dinner. So I, um, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll, I can be ready in 10 minutes. My hair was still wet from my shower in New York. I was like in a proper coat. Now I'm like really sweating because it's hot in Miami. Um, and I get into my room and I, someone knocks on my door and I'm like, who is it? I'm like, someone knocked on my door and they're like, 
hey, Felice, it's Justina. I play your sister. Like, this is <laughs> And I'm like, oh, like she, she was right next to me. Uh, she was staying right next to me, the room right next to me. And we were just like screaming because she also got booked. I got booked on, she got booked, I think on the Friday and I got booked on the Sunday. So we both like barely had any time. Um, so she, like, we were just so excited. And, um, and, uh, so I literally just threw on like a romp, like something, a romper and like called it a day, like put a little bit of makeup. I didn't even have time to put makeup on or anything. It was just like weird. And I got into the car with the producers and the writer of the show and I, and we just cabbed over to the cast dinner and then we pull up, um, and we're like right by this pier or this uh, dock with all these boats. And I'm like, oh, wh what's going on? And they're like, oh, um, the cast dinner's on Eva's yacht. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, don't, you know, uh, you know, yeah, this is uh, just make sure you don't wear your shoes on her yacht. And this is like, it's like a beautiful, beautiful um, yacht. And like, I'm just meeting like, all these incredible, um, incredible people on the, you know, I met Ken Olin who produced our, our uh, directed our pilot. Um, he's the director of This Is Us. And uh, Rosalind who plays my mom, uh, Demian Bichir who is just, wow. It, like, it, it was just so overwhelming. Eva's like, I mean, Eva was just pregnant at the time yeah. and she just looked so beautiful and pregnant. And, I was, and it was her birthday weekend so they have birthday party for i'm like at eva's birthday party <laughs> it's like it's like i just couldn't understand me and justina and we were just like what is going on and i just at one point um my head was throbbing this whole time because i had like all these things going on that day and there was just like one point i think sunset in miami i was like looking on the sunset and we're on the water and then just like wow this is real. <laughs> this is real life. I guess I, I, I just got to take, and I just had to sit there and take it all in. And every day felt like that every single day of being on the, on the shot, on the job. Um, we shot in the fountain blue and we, we lived in the fountain blue for, for, you know, four weeks. And it was, it was just such a fun, incredible experience. You know, when we weren't shooting, we were, um, you know, relaxing at the pool. It was just a cool place to, to have work, to work, you know? It was spring break, so everybody was, there was just so many people there, and it was crazy shooting in the middle of spring break. There were so many people trying to see what was going on with the show, and um, everyone at Fountain Blue was super amazing, and gosh, it was just such an incredible moment. And then, oh my gosh, it, you know, to find out we got picked up two months later, um, we went to the upfronts. That was the first time where the upfronts where, um, you know, all the new shows that get picked up on network television go to uh, talk to the advertisement advertisers who want to support, or, you know, work with the show that they like or whatever. Um, those things were really interesting and, and new to me and really just exciting, very exciting. And then I relocated. Uh, when we found out we got picked up, we we got our dates um, a couple of weeks after that. And so, yeah, shot in March, shot pilot in March, got picked up in May, started shooting in August. So between May and August, I had the summer to really take some more classes and really just kind of um, make sure I was prepared 
um, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to put my best foot forward for this being, you know, I had a, I had a couple of credits, but nothing like series, right. You know, I just, yeah. it was weird to be like series regular, like say it out loud, series yeah. regular. And, um, so that was like, yeah, pinch me. I'm dreaming. Like this is, yeah. this is crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I was, I, I wanted to come in fully prepared and fully ready for, for what was to come. And, um, and yeah, so I, I, I moved here in, in August, we shot August 20, I think our first day was August 28th. And, um, I, I had a friend who had a place that I could stay in Manhattan beach. And then we found out we were shooting the whole series in Manhattan beach oh, perfect! and it was perfect. It was like, I was five minutes away from shooting uh and yeah it, it started it, everything started to feel like it was falling into place it was like so great um and that was yeah so like I'd moved August like August 10th 11th and um this is where it starts getting really weird and crazy but um yeah so the week before we started shooting we were having all these fittings and things pre-production for the show. So I'm preparing myself and everything. And um, uh, one morning, well, on August 23rd, like the week before our first day of shooting, um, my aunt called me and I was like, uh, she, I just talked to her a day before and I was like, what, why is she calling me? And I knew my grandma was sick. So I thought it might've been about my grandma. And uh, I was, she, she was like, police, where are you? Where are you? And I was with, a, with one of my best friends um, who lived in LA just by chance. She was living there for like a couple months and she's a really good friend of mine that I went to college with. So um, it was me and her and we were together having breakfast. I would just gone to yoga and my aunt called me and she, her voice was like trembling. And I was like, what, um, what's wrong, Bhati? Are you, are you okay? And she was like, um, she's like, Felice, where are you right now? And I'm like, what, um, I'm with my friend, what's wrong? And she's like, Felice, I don't know how to tell you this, um, but I'm so sorry, your dad passed away this morning. And I was like, what? And she, I'm sorry, I'm getting like really, um, um, yes, she was like, he had a heart attack on his morning run and it, yeah, he didn't make it. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know. How to, and I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you, I just talked to him like two days ago. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? And, um, I just couldn't believe it. And I didn't know what to do. And I, um, I like called my manager and she was on a plane. And then I called, um, Eva because I didn't know like what to do. I was like, I'm about to like shoot a TV show. Like what's going on? And, um, and uh yeah so she um eva was like so amazing she was like please like go home go home and we're gonna figure it out just figure it figure things out over there you're you know like you need to you need your family comes first so she got me home i was like i didn't i, I just couldn't think straight up. i was like i got home and i was there for a week and gosh it was a lot <laughs> Um, you know, it, it was eight months ago. So I feel like, I feel, I feel like, you know, some, some closure and I feel better now, but man, that month, that month was like, 
Wow. So yeah. And I missed my first day of work. Um, That was the day of my dad's funeral. Um, And they, they got, they, they said they, they worked around it. They made sure that, you know, they could, they could work. They said I needed to be back for my second day, which was um, two days later. So I had, yeah, I had his funeral and then I, um, I went to, I, I was on a plane the day after and then I was like shooting my first job. Oh my God. I was like, I, it was a 16 hour day. I was, you know, like all the cast and everyone knew about, about it and they were all so supportive. And like, honestly, I can't even remember like that day. It was like, it was a long day. It was a, it was a good day. Eva was, Eva was directing and um, everyone was so just supportive and, and amazing to me. And um that was my story. Yeah. That's wow. like, that's like my story. <laughs> that's a beautiful story. I mean, oh, you're an amazing storyteller first off. Like, Oh, thanks. Me on a dirt. I was like bawling. I was like, oh. <laughs> like when you said you booked it, I was like, like if I didn't know that you were going to book it, I was like, yes, girl, you did it. Go, go. <laughs> you better run. <laughs> you better run. Yeah. That's well, it was like, such a beautiful story. And like, I'm so sorry about your dad. Like that's so, that's so hard like your life just changes well you know the the one thing that i i mean there have been so many blessings um from after his passing that i really know it it comes from where it comes where it's coming from and that he's around and um a lot of of my amazing amazing supporters like family and friends have shared you know that there is a there is a connection that you start growing with your loved one and it never goes away. It never goes away. And this is my first major um, loss, you know, of a loved one. Uh, I mean, of a, you know, my father and, and like, he was my number one fan. He, I mean, he is still, I believe he still is here and I feel, I feel him. I feel him all all the time. Honestly, sometimes way more than I ever did while he, you know, while he was on this earth and gosh, it's such a, it's, you know, of course, like it's, it's hard. It's really hard. And I'm, you know, all my siblings, the youngest is 12 years old, my, my little sister, Santa and and my mom and, you know, just making sure my mom's okay. They were married for 20, 27 years. And, and it's a lot for her. And she, you know, like I just talked to her a couple of days ago and she's like, I had a really bad day because, you know, something happened and I just have to make sure she's okay. And, um, she's really strong, so I know she'll be okay, but, you know, everyone needs a shoulder to cry on, and I, I was, you know, working on balancing all of it, because that, and you know what, Grand Hotel really just kept me going, that was the right. thing, is like, I had this job to, to keep my mind focused, and keep right. myself, like, really, um, and Carolina, my character, she's so fun. She's so fun. And she's hilarious, you know, and and I can't wait for you to see her on the show, but she's a, she's a handful. I mean, she comes on, on camera and you're like, okay, what is she going to say? Like, Mm -hmm. this is like, she's going to say something silly. Um, and, uh, I loved playing her and I loved jumping into her skin and taking control of, you know, of, of, of her. And, um, she really say like she really helped me get through this whole like couple like first couple of months because if I didn't have this job right. I feel like I I would be kind of lost and weird and imagining myself like the years before I booked Grand Hotel that I was struggling like going through audition and audition and not hearing anything I mean 
the act, you know, what all yeah. of us actors go through. It's like you're auditioning and auditioning and, you know, you think you're, you, you get a screen test or you get this or you get called back and you're like, okay, like I'm going to get this. And then it doesn't happen. And you're like, you know, if I, if that was the time that it happened, I feel like, you know, I felt like everything was, like I said, it was falling into place and then this happened, but it almost felt like it, it just fit really like well. I don't know. I, it's, it's weird to, to, to think about, but um, yeah, it, it, it was just a lot. It was a lot of, of energy. And then when we wrapped in January, I had, I mean, I'm on a hiatus now. So I have, I've had about four months to really um, take in everything, <laughs> like the highs, the lows. And, and, and it's been a, a lot, it's been a major um, learning experience and growth, ex growth period for me um, this year in 2019. So, um, you know, my boyfriend has been like, like one of the best supporters and most special supporters. And, you know, he, it's almost like my dad brought him to me and, and, um, my family, like just getting closer to my family, you know, and yeah, it's just a lot of whirlwind, but it's, I'm, I'm really connecting and I'm really feeling the energy is strong and it's there and I, and I am religious and I believe that, you know, God, um, is, is with me and, and that he feel like he knows what I'm doing and he knows, you know, he knows. Yeah. So that gives me peace and, and yeah. That's beautiful. And like you just said, like, first off, thank you for sharing that, that you're so vulnerable and so open and I, I appreciate Thanks, that. And that's what makes you a beautiful storyteller is that you can be open, right? Thank you. Um, that's what's going to let you connect to so many people because not everybody can share that and you have that gift. So that's what's going to make you so, 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 so successful. I'm so excited to see you. Um, Thanks, Liz. <laughs> thank you. That's such a beautiful story. Um, but yeah, how you said like how God, like it's almost like God knew that you were going to need something, right? So maybe he brought you that, like, that high, that, and, like, to let your dad see it, you know, like, to let your dad be there for you, you know? So that's yeah. awesome. I'm so glad that that's yours, you know? And I'm so glad you've had the most amazing experience. I'm so happy for you. Thank um, you. I want to ask you <laughs> how, um, so you said you get on the boat with Ilo and Gloria, and then, you're, you know, you're seeing all these people, did you have any imposter syndrome? Like, did you feel like these people see me? Like, I've known you see Eva Longoria on TV all the time. Now you're in her boat. Like, what was that for you stepping into now I'm a series regular and I'm one of your peers? I really, I really needed to make sure, and I told myself this when I got there, that this is where, where I'm supposed to be. Right. And I can't, and I, and I, and I want, to take every experience, you know, if I meet Eva, I'm meeting, I'm meeting a human being that I, that I, that I would meet today or I would meet yesterday or I met yesterday. And I needed to make sure that I kept it grounded and I kept the understanding of we're all here working on a project. We're all making something together. Um, of course, after the fact, you know, after shooting, there was one, uh, there was one thing in the pilot um, and, I'll, you know, I don't want to, no, don't don't, if I can tell you that, yeah, I don't want to tell you, but I just want you yeah. to understand. There's a moment in the pilot where it was a really big scene for me. And I, um, I, there was a lot of people there and I was, and I was just, there was like a tiny, um, thought that was like, 
what if, like a what if thought, you know, like just the what if monster that's like, what if this happens or what if this happens? And I'm like, no, you're here. Yeah. Reason. Yeah. You're around these people for a reason. And there's no time for that. There's no time for that, Felice. You really, you really need to know why you're here and you really need to understand why you're here and own it. That's, you know, my teacher, um, I have an amazing teacher and I'll recommend her to anybody. Um, Well, both Paul Calderon and Kathy Calderon in New York. I've heard of Paul. Paul is incredible. Um, He's an incredible actor, writer, director, and his wife is, I would say, like just equal. Like they're both just amazing people. And I, and one of the biggest things she taught me was to own it, to own it, to just, to know who you are and be okay with it. Be okay with saying you're beautiful and yeah. you're, you know, you, you're sexy, you're, you're attractive woman, or you yeah. have an attractive personality or whatever you feel good about, make it you, make it your, make it who you are. Yeah. And I've always had problems with that before yeah. I met her. I've always had problems with feeling like I had to, you know, like lessen myself because I felt insecure about, talking about myself or feeling good in my skin because of whatever. Right. And she really got me out of my comfort zone and, and to say, you know, like I feel beautiful and I like the way I feel. And I like, the, you know, I love my hair. She would tell us like, what, what do you love about yourself? I'm like, I love my hair. I love my feet. Like it's very specific. And she would tell us to, to, to own it and to say it and, and to know what it is. And, um, so those are the things that I used when I was on set with, with Eva and Demian and this and that. And like, I really needed to make sure that I was present versus getting into a little thought process right. that can be, um, can be painful and can make you doubt yourself and things like that. So for me, I couldn't, I couldn't think about those things. It, right. it's, it's healthier to just really know that you belong there. And even in, even in an audition room, you know, like I belong here. I'm here yeah. for a reason. Yeah. They said yes to you for a reason. Whether or not you got the job, you are still, you still belong. Yeah. You still belong there because you are, you know, you got here, you got there. And that's like, I, sometimes I need to remind myself, that's the biggest accomplishment. I'm here. You're there. You showed up. You showed up. And like, that's, it's hard to show up. It's yeah. hard to show up sometimes. Yeah. It kind of reminds me, I, I went to LA for, this woman, Bonnie Gillespie, I don't know if, she know if you know who she is. She wrote Self-Management for the Actor. She's a, okay. she's a casting director uh, for indie films, but she's an amazing, amazing like coach on the business side of acting. And I went to a lake because I wanted to take a branding workshop with her where she kind of teaches you about your pitch and your brand and things like that. And so, you know, you had the first beginning of it, like you put your headshot in and you put all your adjectives. Everybody's kind of throwing their adjectives at your headshot. Long story short, second half. And I felt so inadequate in that room. Like... I don't know, something about just being in LA, just, it kind of like started rubbing me in a weird way. So it's time to pitch yourself. And it's the first time I'm pitching, like, right, like I'm literally fresh out of college, but I was so hungry. Like I was like, let's go. Like, I don't care. Like I'm getting out there. Like I'm going for the gold. Like I've always been very hungry. So I'm like, you know, I push myself way past my comfort zones and then I'm there and I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing this, but I'm there. Right. So I'm time to pitch myself. I've never done this before. And I'm like, I'm the quirky best friend. I'm the girl that will always give you a pep talk. I'm the cheerleader. 
everyone was like, no, you're not. And I was like, what? They're like, you're the sexy Latina that all the boys want, but they can't have. You're there. You're like, you're like the Jennifer Lopez. You're like that. And I'm like, Oh, and then she's like, she's like, you're playing down your sexiness. Like, she's like, you're sexy. You walk into a room and you're sexy. You don't, you know, and I, I guess for me, it was like, and I ball, like I started bawling because she like, she goes, you can doubt everything in the world, but don't you ever doubt who you are. And it was like, she like saw me in that moment and I just started crying. And like, I had connected with her through this book that she had written. And that's why I was like, I need to go to LA. Like, I need to meet her. Like, I was having dreams. Like, I can't wait to meet this casting director. And like, she's been amazing. And another similar experience, and that's why I could relate to so much of you, like booking that big thing was when I was in college, there was this thing called Springboard. So it's like this two-week intensive in New York where it's like you work with the American Theater Wing and you get to go to the Tonys and you have master classes with like, big people like Tom Hanks, like Lin-Manuel, like you had, you know, the big people come in. And I was really quiet about it. My senior year, I was very focused. Like my senior year, I didn't talk to any of my classmates. Like I just got in my bubble. Like I was in workout mode, like transitioning to like the real world. Like I'm going to actually do this. Like I'm actually not, like, I just don't have time for you guys talking about senioritis and all that. Like I was focused. And so I auditioned for springboard, all of that. And Long story short, because I don't want to go into it, I kind of have a very similar experience where I had sent in my submission in November. I didn't hear it. They told me that you would end, like you would find out around April because that's how much time people had to audition. But I was like one of the first ones to send in my thing. So I had to wait till April, but it was fine. I had just gotten cast as the lead in my like season, like at the end of the fall show. So I was like happy about that. I was like, let me just focus on that. But then, you know, showcase comes around. I still don't know anything about Springboard. Then I had like these two big opportunities. I was going to be like, a co- I was going to be like a summer school teacher for theater kids. And I was pretty excited about it. It was going to be a lot of money or springboard. Well, springboard puts me on a wait list. And so I was like devastated about it, but I was like, it's fine. I really felt in my heart. Like God was telling me it was for me. Like, he's like, it's for you. It's mm-hmm. for you. And then I kept starting to have a conversation with God. I was like, well, when are you going to tell me? Because I know it's for me, but why am I on a wait list? Like I know it's for me. So then I go to uh, do my showcase in New York. And I, and I was just, um, I don't know. I, I, I was, it, it was a lot cause it was the first time I was in New York. I went with my class and I was seeing all these actors like doing the thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure similar to you, like acting to me is everything. Like it's, it's part of my essence. Like I love it. I love it so much. It, it has so much of my emotions. Seeing people cut out their headshots. I was like, I'm here. Like, you know, and it's just for a showcase. I was so excited. And it was just like a beautiful transition in my life where I was going to be coming to New York and just, I was going to live with my dad. I didn't have a relationship with my, him my whole life. And it was so exciting. And so then I'm like cutting out my headshot. And then I get an email from Springboard saying like, hey, like just letting you know, um, uh, you might be getting accepted. We don't know yet because there might be other people, but just want to let you know. I was like, okay, thank you so much. Like, no worries. Like I was so extra like excited. <laughs> I was like, anytime. And then I was like checking my email constantly. So I had my first class for like for a showcase. And when I'm done, I come out, I check my email. Um, it says that I got in. Like, congratulations, like you got in. And I start freaking out. I like call my mom. I'm like bawling in New York. I'm walking around. And I was like, God waited for the perfect moment. Like he wanted me to be in New York. Like that's what it was. I just like had to be here. And I'm like crying. I'm like, mom, I'm going to go to the Tonys. I'm going to be famous people. Like I was crying so oh, much. Man. Oh, amazing. And it was like, 
such an amazing, it was the best two weeks of my life. And the whole time I felt like inadequate because these kids were coming from like Carnegie Mellon, like NYU, like top schools. And I'm over here like, New World's a great school, but it's no Carnegie Mellon, right? Like, and I was just there and I was like, you know what? I'm here. I mean, I had a conversation with Lucy Liu. Like I had to stand up and talk to her and she's looking at me and it was just like this imposter syndrome. Like she's, she knows who I am. Like she's looking at me in the eyes. It's like weird. But, and then sitting in the Tonys when it was like, well, we had already met so many famous people at that point. Once we, once I sat at the Tonys, I was like, I'm here. Like I'm with my peers. Like I belong here. And it was like, God was telling me, yeah, God was telling me like, you are one of my daughters. Like, this is where I want you. Like, you're going to represent like Latinas one day. Like he was just telling me so many things. He's like, this is just your beginning. I look, you trusted me. I delivered. It was at the perfect timing. Like that's how it's always going to happen. And I just felt like, wow. And then uh, the American theater wing is still our family. I got to go to the Tonys again for two times in a year. And that time I was like confident. I was like, you're like, yeah, I know Tina, this. <laughs> I was next to Tina Fey. And I was just like, girl. And then like on the other one was like, um, what's her name? Um, the one that was waitress, I think, um, Mueller, I think her name is, she was like the, the, the waitress. Um, I didn't even know who she was at the time. I said uh-huh. to the guy from Marvelous, it's Maisel. Like I said, it next to so many oh, people. Cool. Yeah. And it was just like, it was so many people at once, but it was just like that experience of being like, mm. I belong here. Like you were saying, like, I belong here. This is just my beginning and like feel comfortable in this because this is going to be your new norm. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. Dude, so good. Oh God. Like it, that story gave me chills too. Uh-huh. That's like, that's incredible. I mean, yeah. and, and you deserve that. And, and that's why, that's why it was given to you, you yeah. know, that's the thing. And, and I think that like what you were saying where, you know, and I get this all the time. I get this all the time. Uh, to my, like, I think about these things, but when I, when I'm thinking, Oh, you know, so-and-so, these people went to an acting school or mm. they went to, um, you know, NYU or Juilliard or, and, and I've had people, I've had casting directors say this to me, you know, you're going up against actors who have, have, have had training all their life. So you just need to be prepared, blah, blah, blah. And that, that, you know, that, that sometimes it takes a really big, t- I mean, it takes a lot of, of, uh, it takes a toll on me you know it's like yeah. sometimes I'm like well wait am I like not trained enough am I not this enough am I not this enough but then I know I know I'm a hard worker I know I'm gonna I mean I, I grew up playing sports I know what it's like to train to do something your whole life and to be good at it and to keep working at it and there's no point I'm ever gonna stop getting better at at being an actress or right. you know understanding the craft and working on it and working on what I know I need to work on. Um, and that's just in my personality. That's just who I am. And I need, and like you said, when you show up into a room where you're like, Oh, do I belong here? Yeah. You belong there. Cause you're there. Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't that not, is that not proof enough? Right? right. Like, I do that all the time. And now that you're saying it, I'm like thinking to myself, well, duh, like, it sounds like you definitely belong there since you're there. <laughs> and then I'm thinking to myself, wow, Felice, how often do I feel that exact same way in the exact same situation? And I need to remind myself that. And yeah, I just feel, I just felt that now when you were talking, it's mm-hmm. like, I need to remind myself, yeah, you do belong there. 
you wouldn't, if you didn't belong there, you wouldn't be there. Right. Mm -hmm. So I love that story. Beautiful. Okay. I have to ask you this. I have two good questions, but I'm trying to think which one. Okay. Um, maybe I can give this to you in one question. So, okay. When you were an actress in New York doing the thing, doing the grind, right? You obviously, it's not saying the dark time, but it's, it's, it's the hustle, right? You're in the hustle. What allowed you to keep the faith? And then also in between is like, what allowed you to keep the faith, but also what's advice you would give um, to a young actor that's still not where you are, right? Like they're not at that series regular or, you know, they just booked a co-star and they got cut out of the show, right? Like mm -hmm. what advice would you give that? So about faith, about keeping the faith, I've always, um, I've always, it's always been super important to me to keep the people that I know are my people that are here for me um, without any ties, without any strings attached. Mm -hmm. Those people I need to keep so close to me because they remind me of who I am, you know? That is so important to me that, you know, they're, they're my mentors, they're guiding me, they're, they're showing me. And I, and I have, I have mentors, I have loved ones who aren't family, who aren't blood that I, that I talk to, that I, you know, and a lot of them are in New York. You know, I have a, I'm in a theater company in New York that called Primitive Grace and Paul Calderon and David Zayas. Um, they're both working actors, really big actors and in a lot of theater. Um, and I, I know how important, when I ever have some, feel like I'm going astray or feeling overwhelmed, I'll give any, I'll give them a call and they'll bring me back down to, to, to understanding and to, to being okay, you know, with myself. Um, I think I, I, I learned, I learned meditation also. Um, and with that, you know, I do, um, involve prayer and, um, you know, understand, like being grateful. Um, but I do, I do these guided meditations that Kathy, my teacher in New York, uh, recommended for me to do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, it's a podcast that I listen to called Meditation Oasis. And um, they really help me a lot. Like, and there's one for everything. There's, there's even some for grieving. So I did that a lot. And there's some for anxiety, for letting go, for all these things. So I liked having the structure of guided meditation. Um, so I, someone can talk me through it. And those have helped me a lot. Um, but just really finding that support group is, is the best thing for me. My family is so supportive. Um, you know, my dad was always supportive. My mom is just as supportive and she's, she's now, you know, I'm seeing how strong she is. So it's also driving me to, to be a provider for my family because I'm one of the oldest in the family and I grew up, you know, from humble beginnings. And, and so that is like, has always been like my number one dream is to provide for my family. I call, I call my little um, siblings, I call them my kids because they, <laughs> they feel like my kids. They feel like Santa's, um, she's like 13, 14 years younger than me. So it's yeah. like, she could be my kid. <laughs> right. right. And, uh, and I, and I, I get stuck being like, yeah, like my, my sister, or it sounds more, it makes more sense to say like she's my kid so i'm just like yeah my kids are like you know but i um, <laughs> sometimes i do it by accident 
but my but I want to I want to show them they give me fuel and they they give me strength to to be the best that I can and to remember why I'm doing this and right. I like you like you said I love acting for the, the the innocent part of it where I just love I just love jumping into some new skin and bringing bringing something to life like I love I love being being anything I want, you know, when I want. So that's why I do it because it just, it brings me back to my, my, my childhood as a kid, you know, and those type of things, if I can always connect to what, how I felt as a kid and how happy I was as a kid, I'm going to be happy for the rest of my life and family and support. Um, and then the other question that you said for, um, how, what is advice I would give? I would say, I would say definitely find that support group, find that support group. It's so important. Um, you can, you can lift yourself up and you can tell yourself, you know, all these things and you can also share it with other people and find a group, you know, and like my boyfriend, um, he would tell me about, uh, a support group that he started. It, it was a, he's a golf, he used to play a professional golf. Um, and he got a group of his friends and they decided to hold each other accountable for making it to the, the big tour PGA tour. So one of them ended up making it and they all would road trip across the country and play in tournaments and they would work out together and they would be like, okay, if you didn't do this, you got to do it today. And they would document their stuff and they would post it on YouTube and they would get following and they get sponsors and they would, they would build each other up. And it reminded me of the theater company that I'm in in New York, where I, I was a part of the, the, the beginning of that and the climbing and the growing of that company and it just leaves so much refreshment knowing that you can build something and you don't have to let somebody, you don't have to wait for someone to give you a job anymore. This is, this is the time where everybody, like you're doing yourself with your podcast, with your, your you want to share a message? You can share a message whenever you want and you can make work, you can create art whenever you want and it, it, you know, put it online. And, um, I think that's, that's one thing, you know, when someone feels, you know, frustrated, I mean, and also understanding how many of, of us go through that same feeling, you know, like I went through years of, of, of struggling, but that, and also taking your struggles into a positive and turning them into a positive, because, you know, if I wasn't struggling like that, I would have never gotten to this and this and this. And, and the, I'm understanding that all these things are connecting my life and growing and helping me grow. Um, and, uh, and yeah, but, but for sure, the support group is, uh, is for me the number one thing um, that keeps me, that reminds me of what my values are and, um, and what I really want in my life. Um, I would say that's, that's, my rock, you know, it's like my foundation. I love that so much. I love that so much. Okay. I have a question, a quick question before we go into our work game. All right. What okay. is what you wish you knew now that you didn't know, right? Like where you're at now, what's something you wish you would have known what it was going to be like, what's it like being on set? Like what's something that you had imagined your whole time 
And then you're like, huh, I wish I would have known that. Um, I mean, there's so many things I wish I would have known. Like, so many. <laughs> um, I think the one thing I think, uh, sometimes I get a little, when I'm on set, you know, when I started working or even before Grand Hotel, I would always feel like, of course, I, I, I put, um, like, I want to be very respectful and I want to, you know, show that I'm professional. But sometimes I get, I would get scared to ask questions mm-hmm. and, and um, because I didn't want people to think that I didn't know something. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I think like going further down the road in Grand Hotel, I realized, oh, if I would have just asked that, or if I would have just said, you know, um, that I, I didn't feel, I didn't, I was confused on like, uh, I guess for example, um, I mean, not being on set, just like knowing how it works when you're going into a scene and there's a bunch of like, maybe there's one or there's two or three cameras and they're talking about angles and then you, you rehearse a scene and then um, you step out so that second team can let li- they, they can light um, the set for for you guys and then the first team actors walk in and then they do the whole scene so during second team and this is like also what coaches have told me too in the past during second team um, that's when all the camera department is lighting everything and finding their angles and making sure that everything they're understanding how the shot is going to be how it's going to be shot so for me a lot of coaches and teachers have told me stay in the room when that's happening because so you can see what they're shooting um so I guess I I wish I wish I would have known um or in the past how important it is to know where the cameras are, where the cameras are and where, what they're shooting and what shot, you know, there's different types of shots. There's different, um, uh, you know, there's, there's your close up shots, there's your medium shots and there's your wide shots and they all mean something different. So I think just understanding, always understanding where the camera is. And, um, even if you don't understand what's, what shot it is, ask, ask the question, um, cause sometimes I didn't want to inconvenience somebody or, and, and that, that felt like, it felt like, um, I just wanted, I just wanted to make sure it was like a seamless, um, scene or something like that. Right, like but, you weren't taking up too much space or that, like you're stopping exactly, people's time. Exactly. But, the, but in yeah. the end, like it's, it's not helping anybody, you know, no, it's, it's a disservice. It's, right. So I think just knowing that that um you know it takes it takes a whole team to create something and that is really uh it's really important to just have to to to, to understand what the camera department's doing and what the director sees and asking questions like asking questions is okay it's not um you know a lot of times i got a little nervous about that you know like and when i started off as an actor you know because i wanted to just show that i i I didn't need to ask questions, but it's okay. Like, and I think that's, I think that's one thing that I, I feel like, um, I would, I would have wanted to be more confident in just being like, Oh, if I don't, if I don't know what the shot is or whatever, um, 
I, I, I just need to be aware of that or watching like the monitor and making sure that I can see, you know, I did, I did this throughout Grand Hotel, like checking the monitor when they are setting up the shots and seeing what they're going to, where they're going to shoot me and how I'm going to come out and knowing what choices I'm going to make based off of that, right. uh, based off of the shot, you know, cause that's also part of, you know, just being technical, like the technical part of it is really important that you're aware of like what, um, what they're getting from the shot. Right. You're almost like essentially co-creating like, okay, I see it. I kind of see your vision. All right. I'm going to do this choice because it's going to look right. <laughs> right. Cool. Yeah. I love that so much. Okay. We're going to play our word game now. Okay. Um, so the first word I'm going to ask you, and obviously this is just, I say the word, you can talk to me about it, whatever comes up for you. So okay. the first word is courage. Courage. Um, uh, courage. <laughs> you know what I actually thought of? I thought of, <laughs> this is so weird, but um, a friend of mine uh, just at a, an acting class, he, he was talking about courage, the cowardly dog. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Do you remember yeah, that? I do. Okay, so that's literally the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> um, courage, the cowardly dog. But he was talking about how he named his do- his little pup, uh, his little uh, what you call it, uh, like stuffed Puppy. animal. He named a stuffed animal Courage, and he's like he brought it with him when he was an actor growing up, and he had it as a kid. And he's like, I don't know, I love I Courage is just so um, it's it's a step forward. I think a step forward. Um, when some when when no one is doing it, step forward, you know, and and step out of your comfort zone. Um, yeah, I love. I, yeah, I love that. You're so cute. Awesome. All right, what does the word confident mean to you? Confident, just you know, yeah, own it, like do it, just you know, you know what it is. <laughs> like that's it. I don't have to explain it. That I is mean, so you know funny. it. Right? Do it, girl. <laughs> do, do it. it. Do it. Do Lots you. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. That's all. I love that so much. What does the word sacrifice mean to you? Hmm. Sacrifice, you know, um, just really sacrifice knowing what you want and knowing what it takes, you know, um, understanding your priorities and really and it it reminds me of family it reminds me of family there's a lot of sacrifices in my family um and understanding that uh you know sometimes things sometimes you do need to make sacrifices to or i need to make sacrifices to to make uh to do to build my career um and sometimes it's important. And I think of my family and how many sacrifices my my mom has uh, my mom has had is given, you know, for for my life and for my career. Uh, and it's been like it's been so many. I just <laughs> she sacrificed so much, and my parents sacrificed so much for my life. So I respect that. It's it's like respect. It's respect to me. Beautiful. I love that. So. I wrote this word down for you and then I realized, wait a second, that's her name. So I mean, <laughs> what does joy, happy, like all of that, especially that it's your name, what does it mean to you? Uh, Felice, um, it means, oh gosh, it's just who I am. It's like, it's, it has to, it embodies me. It, um, it, it 
pushes me forward. It encourages me. It supports me. It's like, it's such a, I love the, the energy that comes out of happiness and, and just sharing a smile with someone, you know, it's just, it's, it's contagious. Um, and it's been in my life since I was born. Like I, I literally, my dad named me, um, he wanted his daughter, first daughter to be named Felice. And it's just been in my, I, I don't know anything else. I really don't. Did, <laughs> it's he, like, did he name you that for a reason? Was it because you brought him so much joy or was it just? Uh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I, you know, my mom actually told me the story. Um, my, my birthday's in January. She told me my 27th birthday mm-hmm. that I, that your dad, he, he was like, cause some out of all their eight kids, she named some of us he named some of us and then they both named some of us together. And for me, she said that he had this name ready and he said, I want, I want her to be Felice. And he had heard the name before and he knew that um, he just, he wanted it in his life and he wanted it with his daughter, first daughter. And, um, and, and uh, my middle name is Esperanza, which is wow. hope. But uh, yeah, I think just the energy and just the, the, the beauty of, of knowing that he gifted me with, it feels like he gifted me with happiness. And that's cool. That's really special to me. Um, And uh, it's just a big part of, of how I live my life and how I want to live my life for years to come and just know that it is the, it's in my heart. It's always in my heart. What does word God mean to you? You you brought it up very briefly and I, I just want to know. Um, you know, I grew up, um, with a relationship with, with God and, uh, spirit, my spirituality. And, you know, I feel, I feel, I feel connected through nature, through prayer, through meditation. I'm very, I love nature. I love it. Um, and I feel really connected when I'm, when I am like, you know, in my, in that element. Um, I just, I know there's, there's just so many things, especially now with my dad's passing, there's so many moments in my life that there's, there's just, there's no way it's a coincidence, you know, like this is, it's just something happens and it's like the energy is so strong that I'm like, or it'll be something that my dad, like whether it's like my dad's old car pulls up in front of me on, on the street when I'm like stressing out and like his old car and like the license plate will be like his birthday or my, or like, it'll say like F21, which is like my birth, my birth, January 21st, or like, you know, it's just things like that happen all the time. And I'm like, this is not like, there is a higher power, you know? And I, and I never had a question about that. That's always been really special. Uh, and I've grown up feeling the presence of God. Um, and it keeps me going. And I, and I love, uh, I love talking and, and I love when, when, um, friends of mine share their spirituality, uh, with me. And I, and I, you know, I, I don't believe that I believe that everyone has their, you know, has their experiences and has their understanding. And I just respect that there is an understanding that that to me is, is the number one thing is, um, is that you can feel that connection and it's just such a, it's out of this world connection. You know, it's, it's like a, it's just so uplifting and refreshing. Uh, so I do love my relationship with God and with my spirituality. 
Felice, I just want to say thank you so much. Like, it was such an honor to talk with you. You are such a lighthouse. Like, you are so open and so mature, too. Like, whenever I, when I first started talking to you, I was like, she's so grounded. And oh, thanks. thank you. Thank you so much for being so open and for making me cry. Like, I've never cried oh. on my podcast. And I can't wait wow. for people to hear that story. And I just, I'm so, thank you for being so open. Thanks, Liz. It's been so amazing. And I just love sharing, you know, sharing stories. It's so great. And anyone can do it. It's, and it's preserving our, my dad was a storyteller too. And I just love the, the message of sharing. I love talking about my life because if it can help someone else, I've done my, I've done, you know, I'm fulfilled. Absolutely. And I know you feel the same way. And that's why I'm really happy to be on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. And there you guys have it. That is episode 23 with Felice Ramirez. Wasn't that an amazing episode, you guys? Like, even if you're an actor or not an actor, like, just the way she shared her story from childhood to becoming a series regular overnight, hanging out with Eva Longoria on her yacht, and then the passing of her father. I mean, wow. Just, it's it's a testimony of how your life can change in a moment, but just how incredible God's promise is to you. And I just loved this episode. It's probably one of my favorite stories that I've gotten to hear so far on my podcast. I mean, I love all of them, but man, this one really, really touched my heart and I hope it touched your heart as well. If you guys did like this episode, please share it with a friend. Um, Even if that friend's an actor or not an actor, um, share it with them and brighten up their day just let them know like hey this was an awesome story i think you'd love to hear it if you did like it please go ahead and leave a review and i hope you guys tune in next week for our next episode keep shining